This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Varsalia and Christopher Gonzalez. Today we will be continuing our reflections on Vegas Dance Explosion 2019 hosted by Doug and Jackie Miranda. Also, before I forget, because I feel like I squeeze it into the ends of episodes, but it's been a while since I've squozed it into the, the top, be sure to vote for your favorite dances at linedancerweb.com. Uh, we, of course, have this show on linedancer-radio.com every week. And the, I guess you could call it the Line Dancer Network, offers so many things. It's really worth taking a look at their site, Line Dancer Web. You can uh, nominate your favorite dances to go up into the charts, which then become nominations for the Crystal Food Awards every year in January in Blackpool. So go do that. Yes, that. All right, Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. So we've already talked about Monday. Yes. And we've already talked about Tuesday. Yes. So now it's time for Wednesday. Yes. Um, I will let you go over the DJ's schedule <laughs> oh, for fun. Wednesday morning since uh, I woke up bright and early. early. Yeah. Uh, so it says here that uh, after Jill did her sound checks, I was in the lobby at 9 a.m. And I actually very clearly remember that morning because I, I wasn't sure what to expect with what I imagine would be not that many people waking up that early uh, midweek after if they got there um, at the very beginning of the event they're already there on day three they're probably tired from the last couple days probably treating themselves to a nice uh, morning in and if they are showing up only for the weekend they haven't even gotten there yet so it's not like the Friday or Saturday um, arrivers are raring to go starting the day fresh because they just arrived. This was right in the middle. So I did get some uh, requests on the request board, but what I did a lot of uh, to supplement that was playing classics, and I had a lot of fun with that. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, I know I know those morning gigs can be a little tricky because the people who are up that early are up to take the classes, mm. not necessarily to dance in the lobby. Mm-hmm. The people who are not up that early are because they partied very hard the night before and probably closed down the ballroom. Mm. 9 a.m. is rather early after going to bed at like 5 or 6 in the morning. So I I can see why you were intrigued of how that might unfold. Mm. So for lessons, I was up bright and early 9 a.m. because I had a lesson at 9 a.m. So first we had Nothing Else Matters by J.P. Madge. I was teaching the first of two lessons of the flash mob dance chill factor in the Starlight Ballroom, which I can tell you right now, that was probably the coldest ballroom I have ever been in. I think it's to simulate space because it's Starlight Ballroom and of course it's in a vacuum. Okay. No heat. We can go with that. Yeah, yeah, that definitely was a cool room. could also have been themed for chill factor. That that's that was actually one of the jokes I made. Oh. <laughs> was well, the dance is called chill factor, so uh, it's a little brisk in here. Um, we also had Ira Weisberg t- teaching "That's Why I Love You" and "Quiero Amor." Uh, we had Jill Babinek teaching the other line dance flash mob, which was "Bada Boom, Bada Bang." And then there was an early warm-up fun dance to the beat with Raymond Sarlemagne. Again, 
I really wish I would have been able to like pay more attention to the actual lessons going on because some of these sound like a lot of fun. Not that I could have taken any this hour because I was teaching, but it would have been nice to know that they were still an option for somebody. Uh, from uh, Starting at 10 o'clock, we had Darren Bailey teaching Gorgeous. Gorgeous! <laughs> Yvonne Anderson, So They Say. Jackie Miranda, Take It Away and Walk Like a Man. And then Michaela Terry was teaching Rocket. And that's uh, by Julia Wetzel, not what is colloquially, colloquially known in our area as Rocket and fully titled Baby Likes to Rocket by, I believe, Hillbilly Rick. Yes. And then there was a specialty workshop, How to Choreograph a Dance with Yvonne Verhagen and John and Joe Kinzer, which I think could have been actually kind of cool to see like what kind of tidbits and tricks and advice that they have. And I thought they were all like together choreographing a dance in the sense of like the whole class. But um, I do not know if that is actually correct information. I just remember hearing something along those lines. Then at 11 o'clock, Simon Ward was teaching Reminiscence, which I had the pleasure of taking in Nashville, and I actually very much enjoyed that dance. I thought it was a very pretty, pretty dance. And then Raymond Charlemagne was teaching Timot and Indirectus. Uh, Philip Sobrello was teaching Champion. John Robinson was dancing, was teaching Dancing with a Stranger. That was another one that I actually surprisingly really, really liked when I took it, well, sort of took it. Um, in Pikes Peak. Uh, that was one of the ones that potentially I was going to cover and you were going to cover the other one. So I quickly taught it to myself and then was just in the back of the room in case he needed to switch. Um, at that same hour, there was two-step social patterns taught by Tim Perez. For uh, 12 o'clock, we had Outlander and Look Over Your Shoulder taught by Doug and Jackie Miranda. Calm Down by Jeff Camps. Pitbull and You and Me in the Country were taught by Jill Babinek. Darren Bailey brought back a, an oldie of his, which I was kind of glad to see on the, on the sheet here. No Superman. So that was him, um, Daniel Trepat, and I'm not sure who H. Gonvald is, but I'm glad that he brought back one of his from the vault. Um, then we also had West Coast, no partner needed, basic beginner, John and Joe Kinzer. I think that might have been the class that we took a couple of years ago where you dance with a chair. Yes. Yes. And, and then there was a 1250 to 2.30 lunch <laughs> break um, in the lobby, dancing options. Uh, Wednesday, 2.30 to 3.20 was Lily, taught by Darren Bailey. Harder by J.P. Madge. Honky Tonk Cubana, or Cumbia, I did that last time too. Ira Weisberg, Angelina by Rob Fowler, and then there was a specialty workshop, How to Write a Step Description by John Robinson. That's another one that I really wish I would have been paying attention because I really would have liked to have uh, peeked in on that class and maybe gotten a little bit more refined at my step sheet writing skills. Uh, 3.30... We had J.P. Madge teaching How You Burlesque, which I know is one of the favorites of our friend Keith Anderson, um, which they used to dance at the Davis Graduate, which sadly now has closed. Uh, Thank You Very Much by Philip Sobrello. And that was the song, uh, is it Stop? Is the name Stop by the Spice Girls? 
or is it stop right now? Thank you very much. Or parentheses. Some. Yeah, we'll go with that. that. Yeah, was, I was surprised to hear a Spice Girls song being brought back for that dance. Yes. Um, Country Bump and Middle of the Road were taught by Darren Bailey. Apparently not was taught by Amanda Langworthy. <clears throat> and then a West Coast Swim Swing Whip It Like This by John Lindo. I'm assuming that goes over moves like the whip, which mm. is a turn. <laughs> uh, 4.30, we had Thousand Times, taught by Joe and John Kinzer. Then there was the second teach of the Flash Mob Dance Chill Factor, taught by Michaela Terry. Uh, Geraldine's Routine and Waiting for a Long Time by Yvonne Verhagen. There was a Technique class, Hot Heels class, Burlesque for Ladies. By Patricia, ooh, you have a guess on how to pronounce the last name? Bouchabel? Sure, we'll go with that. Um, which one of our friends took, and she said she actually very much enjoyed that class. And then we had a technique, Popping Foundation, by Leonard Trey. 5.30, we had Boys, by Scott Blevins. Let You Go, Jose Miguel Beoke Van. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Also, if anybody is curious about pronunciations on any of these choreographer instructors, feel free to check out LionDancePodcast.com where we have interviews with many of them and we ask them to say their names. Many hopefully, times. Hopefully in the way that they would want us to pronounce it. Otherwise, they're just saying what they feel like saying that particular day. Honky Tonk Cumbia by Ira Weisberg Technique a Flamenco Technique Upper ar- or Arms and Upper Body taught by Patricia that was another one that my friend took and she said she really enjoyed that one so it's kind of cool to think that they had these other options this year than just your regular and I say regular technique of like a waltz technique or a samba technique or something that we really use in line dancing but to have a flamenco technique is kind of a cool addition and then there was a technique boogaloo foundation by leonard trey then we had our dinner break for 6 20 to 8 30 and wednesday night started the first of our theme nights that was international night there was a performance that night um i actually did not perform in any of it I was very relieved on that fact. It was nice to be able to enjoy some of the other performances that were going on. Um, I do know I DJed at some point that day. Let's see. I was in the lobby at 12 o'clock, so I relieved you. So you did from 9 to 12, and I did from 12 to 3. And then it says here that I was in the Crystal Ballroom. And I know you came in and helped me a lot in the Crystal Ballroom at 8.30. Well, at, it says 8.30 there, but it was after the performance. Um, you came in and you helped a lot with just kind of keeping an eye on things and helping get requests and just being, you know, polite and pleasant to our participants. You led a few dances. I know you taught a few. So I was really grateful to have you in there just kind of as a, in case I needed something extra. Um, big shout out to Ira Weisberg. He, like... He likes his beginners, and he treats them very well, and I really admired the fact that he was there front and center for almost every single one of those dances in the Crystal Ballroom, and that was really cool to see a choreographer and instructor spend so much time 
in that ballroom. That was that was a really good feeling from my point of view. Um, Darren Bailey came in and went over some of his dances and hung out for a little while. Rob Fowler did the same thing, as did uh, Jackie Miranda and Doug Miranda. They came in and hung out for a little bit, uh, went over the dances they taught. Um, so it was really nice to see the people coming in that, you know, a lot of these people as dancers, we, we go to these events not only just to learn these dances from the choreographers and instructors, but also so that we can get to dance with them. And so to have people, uh, instructors and choreographers to come into the room and go over the dances, that helps with like solidifying the movements into the muscle memory, as well as it just feels good and makes it you feel like you're getting what you wanted out of this experience to not only learn new dances, but to get to dance with your choreographers. So it was really nice to see them in there in the first of many nights <laughs> that I was DJing at night. So um, what are your thoughts on Wednesday overall? I remember in the evening hopping around a lot since I was not on shift for any of the rooms. It was my only night not DJing, it looks like, according to this. Um, although Friday, I believe, it is listed as Jill and myself, and I, I just kept checking in with Jill to see if she needed anything, and she ended up taking it all the way to the end uh, on her own, so I got to play a lot that night as well. Um, otherwise, yeah, this would have been my night to play, and I was in the Crystal Ballroom with you for a good chunk of the night, but there were occasions when I was able to hop out for, say, when like Rob did The Beast, in the lobby with uh, some of the young folks who've learned it and finally had their opportunity to dance it with them. I don't know if they did it again with him after that, so I'm, I'm glad because that it occurred I missed at least it. once. Yeah. So, but I'm glad that they got that experience. Mm -hmm. I was just sad that I, I could not participate as well. I think he left the event early as well. So, yes, he did. Um, getting it in on, on Wednesday, you might think, oh, I mean, that's like a big climactic moment for people. You'd think it would it would happen later in the week, but sometimes you just kind of uh, have the opportunities arise unexpectedly, and uh, hopefully most of the people who wanted to, to experience that with Rob were around for that. Other than that, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Nothing pops to mind. This is why we typically like to record our reflections as close to the event occurring as possible. At this point, it has been um, a few weeks, and if there was anything specific to Wednesday that could only have happened on Wednesday other than what I just mentioned, it is now lost in the tracks of my fading memory, but may come back when we pull out the playlists for our playlist breakdowns. Yes, that definitely adds a little bit different memory, you know, cues and whatnot for coming flooding back during the day itself. It's definitely easier when we're able to meet up near the ending of the evening or something like that and just kind of recap. Um, this This was definitely a different experience for both of us, that's for sure, mm. with um, the DJ and the, the instructing and the balancing and the, the different things that were going on, so... Um, I guess jumping ahead to Thursday, uh, I had to get up again bright and early. I think this is when I started to not choose, or when I started to choose not to sleep at night because 
by the time we got back up to our room from closing down the ballrooms and the amount of time it would take me to get ready for bed, the amount of time it would take me to wake up in the morning and get ready for my class, I would have maybe an hour's worth of sleep. And I just didn't trust myself not sleeping through my alarm. Hmm. So I would, you know, just kind of browse the internet, try not to get too comfortable in the bed, um, try and work on the show that I was putting together. I did a, a lot of like thinking about how I wanted to organize people and transitions and really getting an idea of, of how it was uh, unfolding at this point for how I wanted it to look. So I really had a lot of that kind of focus to keep me entertained for the little bit of time that I had. But I had a 9 a.m. shift in the lobby on Thursday morning. So like you, I didn't really know what to expect because, you know, there was people there already and this was day four and they were definitely there for the lesson if they were up that early or... It was a little bit harder getting a, a jump start on the day. As well as people were just going to start arriving today for the weekend. And so it was going to be throughout the day most likely because most people don't take really early morning flights. So I, I think I had a lot of fun. I, I definitely stuck to some old classics as well as... Um, not quite so hard hitting. So something along the lines of like wave on wave or champagne promise, like that kind of to warm people up for the first like half hour, 45 minutes. And then I started playing some of the more upbeat as people were waking up and letting the caffeine hit their system. So uh, 9 a.m. We had Soul Shake taught by Jill Babinek, Good As You by Michael Barr, Cowboy Sweetness and Sweet Something, taught by John Robinson, Sweet Temptation by Taryn Bailey, and a morning wake-up fun beginner fitness line dance with Tiana Miller. Got a lot of sweets going on this, uh, this hour with Cowboy Sweetness, Sweet Something, and Sweet Temptation. wonder if they did that on purpose or by accident. Uh, then we had uh, Texas Trifecta. Scott Blevins, that started at 10 a.m. I think that may have been renamed to Texas Connection um, after the event. I think so, because I think that's what I saw this morning posted on Copper Knob, at least. Um, I haven't checked to see if it's online dancer yet. Mm. Uh, Moves was taught by Simon. I've been getting a lot of dancing to that in lately at uh, Stoney's and other places. Mostly Stoney's. And then we have Down at Baton Rouge, Koi Boys, taught by Yvonne Verhagen. Midnight Holler was taught by Michael Barr. Holler. <laughs> Technique, Music and Motion by Alan Isidro. Did you want to go a little bit into depth about Music and Motion and like what it actually is that he teaches? Well, uh, I believe we discussed it in a previous episode about Pikes Peak Line Dance or Bust, where he had taught it um, sort of in conjunction or in complement with A.J. Herbert's uh, modified line dance instruction um, specialty class where some dances are modified to work with um, walkers and I don't know if she talked as much about wheelchairs but I know Alan does a lot with seated line dance so rather than call it line dance 
his music in motion classes will often be entirely seated and just be movements and um, repeated patterns that you can do to that song that match what's going on in the music, much like line dances, but while you're seated. So maybe you're touching your heels forward, or you're touching your toes forward, or you're I can't even really call it stepping because you're not changing weight. You're not you're not like on your feet, but you're moving your right foot to the right side, and then you're moving your left foot to meet it, and then you move your left foot to the left side, and you move your right foot to meet it, and everything is lighter, lower impact than line dance, but still circulates the blood and meets many people where their ability is for whatever their health circumstances are or uh, what their age might be. Some people have joint pains. Some people have uh, replaced hips. Uh, some people don't have much reason to move their arms much. And his music in motion or music in motion um, routines give people something that they can do, whether it's just a simple arm wave or a pose or um, something that simulates like a, a shuffle without risk of injury or falling. And I know that like, for example, the, the class that I teach on, on Mondays at Roner Park Retirement Community, formerly known as Brookdale uh, Senior Living, that, that class I have um, modified over time, starting from you know, years ago, 2011, 2012 maybe, um, with like God bless Texas and uh, watermelon, watermelon crawl. The dances that I thought were beginner appropriate because that's what I was used to in country bars. Um, from there, I've stripped out a lot of the dances that have more eccentric movements. And now we keep it to maybe three or four concepts per dance. Maybe you get some toe struts, a little bit of vine, and um, some hand claps depending on the dance, a Charleston Nothing too crazy. That way nobody's worried about falling and then never being able to dance again. Uh, or getting dizzy and frustrated and not being able to keep up with everyone else. You know, it, it's, um, it, it's a marriage of upbeat music that makes you feel like you're really dancing and steps that everyone can do regardless of experience level so that we all feel like we're on an equal playing field. And uh, Music in Motion does a lot of that as well. Uh, but with even further modification so that you don't even need to get up out of your chair. Yeah. So from the 11 o'clock hour, we have Body Good by Philip Sabrello, Work Done by Jose, I Sneeze Whiskey, and Roomba to the Rhythm, taught by Michael Barr, A Little Midland, taught by Yvonne Anderson, and we had a specialty workshop, Introduction to Spotify. Do you want to give him a little... No. Oh, just collecting my thoughts on this. Where to start? This was something that we had been thinking about doing since many, many episodes ago, as I'm sure long-time listeners will remember. Um, we, have, we have talked about the idea of doing things like this in the past. This is something that we finally had an opportunity to bring to an event. And we had seen at other events, like previous Vegas's, Norm teaching classes on musicality and how to listen to music, what's going on in music with quarter notes or half notes, eighth notes, that you then hit with appropriate syncopation. That's not 
the norm. Ah, uh, just, ah. Anyway. that's not the norm at most events because a lot of events just focus on learn this dance and do the dance and that's it. Vegas has so much room for alternative classes that I think this was probably the best fit for our first teach of this class. And um, here we discussed what the heck is Spotify? Um, what, what does it do for you? What, it, what does it mean when you have a free account versus a premium account? How does it help you find new music, share music, organize your music into playlists? Uh, what can you do with it from a recreational standpoint, just listening to it in your car, um, to maybe having some friends over and putting it on in the background so you all can practice line dances for your next social. Really covered a lot of the potential in Spotify as it pertains to line dance. And you especially, I would say, stepped up with your preparation leading up to the, the actual teach as you created the entire PowerPoint for it. We didn't even know if we were going to have a projector, which as it turned out, we did we not. We did not. Uh, but if we had... <laughs> it would have been a really convenient slideshow. Yeah. And uh, you know, it turned out okay because you still had your laptop to look to for reference and I had my laptop to show to them to, uh, to kind of have them follow along reading what you're saying in case they're of the type to, to learn more by reading. Uh, versus listening and ultimately it all ended up in a package that now you can send out to people and it, you know it would be more more uh, helpful as a review than a full you know, this is everything you need to know but uh, you know even if you weren't there at all and you didn't get to see the the presentation of it in person at uh, Vegas Dance Explosion 2019 you still get the gist of what we talked about mm -hmm. thanks to your slides so yeah. thanks for doing that Oh yeah, I'm. I like putting together spreadsheets and slideshows and that kind of stuff. It, I don't know. I, I get a kick out of getting organized and doing the research and compiling it all together for one spot that then I can share with others so that people can can learn and uh, be more informed. It's a it's a thing I get I get a enjoyment out of. So um, at twelve o'clock. We had cough, oh, nerd cough. Yes, it's all right. I'll let my nerd flag fly. Same. Um, Twelve o'clock. We had away from you, taught by Jose. Novocaine kiss, taught by Rob Fowler. Comic strip and biker shuffle, taught by Ruben Luna. Twenty four reasons, taught by Jill Babinek. And two step fun and easy for everyone, taught by Tim Perez. We then had lunch at twelve fifty, and this was the first of the two different flash mob opportunities that people got to participate. Um, I think it was a little bit closer to 1.30 when they actually went out and did the flash mob, but the first one was held on Thursday, and that was bada boom, bada bang. Um, 2.30, we had hands on you. Did you have a question? Or? Oh, no, I, I was just looking at the time frame of flash mob, and you mentioned 1.30, and I think that there... Um, there was a show rehearsal that I attended sometime in there as well. And going into the end of the week when all the performances happen in the evening or evenings, this is when we started getting a lot more show rehearsal um, pop-ups yes. in between this or that before gigs uh, at, at the booth 
or after uh, a class that you just taught, a lot of the remaining quote-unquote free time ended up filling with things to do to make uh, the, the end of the event really pop for everyone in attendance. Yes. So 2.30 was Hands on You by Yvonne Anderson. Nothing to Hide was taught by Simon Ward. Chains of Love and If This Is It taught by Barbara Tobin. I had my class uh, come south of the border and my Uber driver. And then there was a technique waltz styling by Yvonne Verhagen. Oh, also, I'm going to just give a quick plug to Come South of the Border um, and the music video that just came out for the song South of the Border. This may put the song into a more public eye as people tend to enjoy music videos involving young singing superstars like Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. and Camila Cabello and Cardi B and yeah. anyone else who's involved in that massive collaboration. So if you want to get ahead of the curve and learn a dance to teach to your class for this perhaps soon-to-be-popular uh, song, South of the Border, check out Come South of the Border, Improver Level 32 Count. 32 Count? Yes. 32 Count. By Megan Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which also means I really need to get on that um, music video, mm. demo video, instructional video thing that I was going to do. Um, so we'll see how that ends up happening. Again, quote unquote free time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that is considering all the jobs I work and the traveling I do. But mm. hey, we'll figure it out. Uh, Thursday, 3.30. She Got Me by Yvonne Verhagen. Down to the Roots was taught by Scott Levins. When You Smile and You Got Me, taught by Jose. And then there was another uh, technique class, uh, Fusion Flamenco Tango, taught by Patricia. And West Coast Swing Basic Fundamentals, Playing with Timing, by John Lindo. Uh, 4.30, we have Calm Down by Jeffka Camps. Cantaloupe and When I Need You, taught by Jackie Miranda. If I back it up now and pa 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 la by Ira Weisberg, and then there was a technique class fusion heels class, and at this time the USLDCC choreography competition also started. I'll let you get into that in just a moment. While at, right after I finish the last hour of the day, which is five thirty to six twenty, can't escape me. Taught by John Robinson. Super spooky. I really want to learn that one. Broken and Beautiful, I Highly Recommend, by Amy Glass. Absolutely, Knockin' Boots, taught by Ruben Luna. And a specialty workshop, Teach of the New Dance from Wednesday's 10 a.m. workshop, How to Choreograph a Dance. So, I know that you also had a DJ gig sometime in this afternoon. I did. It was scheduled from 3 to 6.20, but I did pop out for the hour of 4.30 to 5.20, as I was asked to MC yes. the USLDCC choreography competition. I know I volunteered to cover you so that you could go and MC that mm-hmm. because I felt your skills as an MC would be better than my own right. as opposed to offering that as an alternative. I could af- offer the what I do know how to do, which is the DJ thing, and then you could do what you do best. Um, Talk on the microphone yes. for extended periods of time. <laughs> and use your mic voice, potentially. Yeah, yeah. I, unfortunately, was not able to watch because I was in the lobby DJing, which was a lot of fun for me. But maybe you can give me a brief rundown of like what it was like to be the MC for a choreography event. Well, um, I didn't have like a ton of 
mental prep time because I, I was coming from DJing at three, but I mostly tried to focus on a few principles of maintaining energy to match what they were putting out there as competitors because when you have that many eyes on you, it can feel overwhelming and you have to remember the steps of your dance and things that you want to accentuate in certain walls that hit certain parts of the music. You want to appear confident as a dancer and since this is a competition of choreography, as a choreographer and it's kind of like demos where you're sort of selling the dance and also trying to just kind of enjoy it so that it doesn't feel too overproduced or overthought. (coughs) So being up in the front of the room next to Louie on the mic and still standing there in between things to say, I made sure that my energy level stayed up as well because if I'm you know texting or looking at the floor not paying attention they might get distracted and it might totally throw them off their game and then they do get overwhelmed and everything just crumbles and that's no fun for anyone so I focused on staying present and keeping my energy up noticing what was going on in the room and if I had any thoughts for microphone interspersals while judges were judging and writing things down, I tried to keep them short because if I were to start a big long thing and then 15 seconds later everyone finishes their notes and I'm still talking, I'm holding everything up. I wanted to be sure that things moved along because there were a lot of entries and some dancers would be coming out there multiple times. Everyone, of course, wants to get, get to the lesson that they had intended to in the section right afterward. You don't want to hold up the whole thing so that you know, now they're late to a class that they really wanted to attend. I just kind of looked at what was happening, noticing all the positives that I could, and then being ready at the drop of a hat once the last judge is done to move on. Was there any particular topic that you brought up or anything that you could remember? Well, you know, I, I didn't have my fast facts or anything the mm-hmm. way that uh, Jamie Marshall often does with um, her emceeing at uh, JC events mm-hmm. or USLDCC events. But I did mention things that were going on at the event, things that people might want to check out. Okay. Um, if there were any other announcements to be made. Uh, and we both did this while we were doing lobby DJing gigs uh, throughout the week. Yeah, be sure to check out uh, the the food over there. You know, closes at five. Um, while we were in this other room, I didn't really have a snack bar to point to, but I was able to mention Seven Arrow Films. When Kelly came out to compete, uh, boy Kelly, Kelly Caballero, I was able to mention and kind of segue uh, into the other thing that he does in addition to choreograph and, and uh, DJ, which is... Seven, Seven Arrow Media. Media. Yep. Which I now have a t-shirt for. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, supposed to be picking mine up in Windy City. So yeah, mostly I I gave a narrative-ish thread that people could follow throughout the competition and not feel like there was dead air or sitting around. Didn't want there to be a lot of opportunities for people to, you know, also start side conversations because then they have to tone it back down once the next dancer is out there. It's a lot easier if they have something to listen to and focus on for 20 seconds 
And then the next dancer comes out and they don't even notice that they were idle. They were listening to some interesting thing about the event or about somebody's matching shirts or whatever it might be. Do you by any chance remember who the judges were? Let's take a look here. Uh, from left to right, I don't remember who was on the far left, but I remember um, J.P. Madge was somewhere. You know, I think it was Jose. It was Jose and then J.P. Madge, and maybe it was Simon and Rob after that, and I think John was on the, the far end, if I had to picture it all in my mind. I, I can definitely speak to uh, John's experience as a USLDCC judge. Mm. I think he was uh, at almost every single judging competition that you and I participated in a few years back. Mm. <laughs> so he, he's definitely had some experience with that. Um, this was an interesting situation because this is the first year USLDC, to my knowledge, oh, sorry, USLDCC, to my knowledge, um, was at Vegas, and Vegas is now one of the qualifying events for the USLDCC competition. Um, it was, and normally it's just the Vegas choreography competition that happens here. This year we had both, which was kind of a cool experience. Um, it was fun seeing uh, Jen Cameron there, and in her official capacity as well as her fun capacity. Yeah, I, I very much appreciate her trusting me uh, to just jump right into that, having never emceed uh, a competition at a, an event before. Uh, so I, I give her uh, many thanks for for thinking that I, I wouldn't just totally run it into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, this night was also the night that there was no theme following International Night. And you were in the main ballroom DJing, and I was in the lobby DJing. Mm. And I had a lot of fun that night playing off of your list as well as the request list that was given to me because being the all request room, I had all levels accessible to myself and all styles and all, you know, just everything was available to me. But I had to take into consideration that to my left was the beginner improver room and to my right was the main ballroom. So I had to really consider like what I was playing and how many people were on the floor and where the choreographers were too. For instance, I know Rob Fowler taught a few beginner improver dances. So he was going to be going over those a few times in the beginner room. And so I, I wouldn't want to bring him into my room at the same time or have him have to choose or miss out on one of his dances. So I had to really pay attention to the screens and what was being played when and where. Um, same thing goes for the main ballroom. I know a lot of them wanted to review, for instance, like moves that was taught earlier that day with Simon. So I didn't want to bring Simon into my room by playing like larger than life or something like that. So it was a fun puzzle for me. And I love, I love the having to fit things together on the fly and really think about like where everybody was and how to keep the party going and how to keep people having a good time. And so I know in my room, I was having a lot of fun trying to figure out what to play next. And I would type something 
and look up the board and sure enough you would have put something by the same choreographer up so then I would move mine down a few just to make sure that I gave them ample time to get back into my room after dancing in your room because you know not every song is three minutes and 30 seconds so you can plan things out to a T. So you have to really give some buffers. And I do know that there was a couple times that um, I had to push one of the requested songs by Rob down because he was in the beginner room and they kept adding his dances in the beginner room. So I kept pushing the one requested down a little bit in my room so that then he could come in and make it. Um, I know near the, the end of the evening, uh, you were playing a certain style and I was playing a certain style to really cover all of the surrounding line dances that encompass everything from what you would see at a country bar to a a late night circuit event and I thought that was a lot of fun trying to figure out what to play next in that sense too so that people really felt like they were they had a place where they could belong and excel at and I know when we talked to Doug and Jackie we talked about like knowing what country bar kids quote unquote enjoy dancing as well as circuit people dancing and so it would be a a way for us to really give everybody a a sense of belonging um did you have any thoughts about that night in particular or Uh, I i might circle back around to that when we get the playlists out but in general it was uh it was a unique experience i have not dj'd a set quite like that before and we definitely stayed up late because I think the photo was about 4.40. Yes. The Survivor photo was at 4.40 a.m. Maybe one day we'll talk about the Survivor photo concept as well. Uh, but we do have <laughs> 20 minutes left for the last two days, so hopefully we'll be able to squeeze in some of those, those thoughts on Thursday evening toward the end. All right. Well, why was I up early on Friday? It looks like it, it wasn't for us DJing because Jill, Mary, Carrie, and Susan had the first three lobby shifts. And I was, was it for breakfast, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, because I don't see anything else that we would have been doing. Other, I have my strut through my heart lesson listed there at uh, 12 on Friday. And we did not participate in the choreography competition division one at 9 a.m. either. Hmm. No, there was. was there was something I was I was I was supposed to do. I just don't remember what it was that I was supposed to do Friday morning because I know I didn't sleep for like three days. So Friday would have had to have been one of the mornings I didn't sleep, hmm. which sounds insane because at this point I should have because I wouldn't have needed to be anywhere until noon because I like to be in your classes. So I don't know. It must have been for breakfast, and you know what? Realistically. Knowing me, it was probably because I was overthinking the show performance and the show practice, and I wanted to make sure I had those dances down, and so I just got up early and had breakfast, because breakfast ended by like 10 or 10.30, and uh, I wanted to make sure that I had those. So, I don't know. Interesting. I totally could have slept on Friday and chose not to. What a dork am I. <laughs> but going over the lessons, we have a 9 a.m. Done Running, taught by Ruben Luna. What's Mine is Yours, Joe and John Kinzer. Lento by Ira Weisberg. Angelina was taught by Rob Fowler. And 9 a.m. started the choreography competition, Division 1 for Vegas. 
And then 10 a.m., So They Say, by Yvonne Anderson. We Were, were taught by, was taught by Philip Sobrelo. Happy Radio and Head Over Heels was taught by Ruben Luna. Great Spirit was taught by John and Joe Kinzer. At 11 a.m., we have Regressa, taught by Ruben Luna. Texas Trifecta, or now Texas Connection, Scott Blevins. Sugarbird and A Little Danger, taught by Jeffka Camps. Midnight Holler by Michael Barr and a West Coast Swing Anchor Variations by John Lindo. At 12 o'clock, Simon taught Reminiscence. Yvonne Anderson taught Party Party, which is a low intermediate dance, which I'm, if you've heard what our other episode on the Vegas Dance Explosion 2019, there's also Party in the Back available for an absolute beginner dance. And then you have Long Haul Stroll was also taught that same hour. By Yvonne Anderson. By Yvonne Anderson. However, I was in your class for Strut Through My Heart. So was I. And Baby DNCE with me by Mr. Christopher Gonzalez. I really like how both of those teaches went. First day, we kind of hit the ground running. Uh, This day, I felt very well prepared for. I knew how long everything would take based on the previous lesson that we uh, we were there for on Monday, and I also even got a little bit of video. So, you know, watching it back, I, I'm very pleased with how that entire hour went. Yay. Uh, that same hour, Yvonne Verhagen taught Whenever You Come Around, as well as Tim Perez taught Two-Step Social Patterns. We then had our 12.50 to 2 o'clock lunch break. And then 2.30, we had Make It Through Another Day, taught by Jose. Gorgeous was taught by Darren Bailey. Happy happy Ever After Love and Down the Road a Peace was taught by John Robinson. Half a Dance was taught by Tiana Miller. And this started the Choreography Competition Division 2 for Vegas Competition. Then we had 3.30, Rolling with Love, taught by Simon Ward. Outlander and Look Over Your Shoulder was taught by Doug and Jackie Miranda. Just 17 and I'll Go With You was taught by Amy Glass. No Superman was taught by Darren Bailey. At 4.30, If I Had You was taught by Jeffka Camps. What Are the Chances taught by Trish McElhaney. Sorry. Uh, We had Love Love Me Some You and Let It by Joe and John Kinzer. Dancing with a Stranger taught by John Robinson. And West Coast Swing Fun and Easy Patterns by John Lindo. 5.30, 5.30, we have Thank You Very Much, taught by Philip Sobrelo. Nothing Else Matters, J.P. Madge. Country Bump in Middle of the Road, taught by Darren Bailey. Take It From Me, taught by Lynn Card. And Technique Fusion Flamenco Tango, taught by Trisha. Now, this was 70s night. We did have show rehearsals somewhere throughout this day. I remember that much because we definitely needed to get that last performance piece in for the 70s night. I know I was also... DJing at 6.20 in the lobby. Um, I know you had a, a later evening scheduled, but I think this was the night that Jill ended up covering the whole night. It, we had planned to split it up so that around midnight, somewhere between midnight and one, I'd go over and you know, check on her and see how she was doing. If we needed to switch it over to me and my equipment, then we would. But um, every time I checked in, she looked like she was having a great time. And she said, oh yeah, that's cool. I've, I've got it. I'll check back later. And... Um, she, she kept us going until 5 a.m. that night, and we didn't even notice the time pass. Yes. So real quick, the choreogra- 
Choreography Competition Division 1 with Sherry Barrett, Barbara Harris, we have Alan Ishidro, Adia Nuno, uh, Judy Sides, Mar Marla Wallace, and then the judges were Amy, Scott, and Yvonne Verhagen. And the Division 2 was Rick Dominguez, Barbara Harris, uh, Alan Ishidro, Terry Martin, Adia Nuno, Nuno, and Marla Wallace. And the judges were Philip, Ruben, and Yvonne Anderson. Um, I know you had another show performance because you were in another of the numbers for 70s night where you were a uh, security guard. I was. I was in Yvonne Anderson's Hot Stuff skit. Hot Stuff, baby, this evening. It was, it was a cute little number. I, I, I enjoyed watching it, so that was nice. Then we danced and danced and danced and danced until way too early in the morning, and I don't regret a single movement. Um, so Saturday morning we had, looks like in the lobby, Susan, Mary Kay, myself at 3.20, you followed me at, at 6.20, and then there was the closing evening shifts. I do know that you were a heaven sent present to me and you actually took my 3.20 shift so that I could potentially sleep. Although instead of sleeping, I chose to eat. So it was still well worth it. And I appreciate that thoroughly. But 9 a.m. I had to teach. So I did not go to bed for sure. And that is why. So 9 a.m. there was Amy Glass teaching Broken and Beautiful. Scott Blevins taught Boys. I taught The Walk by Gerard Murphy and my very own Being a Woman. And there was a morning warm-up fun beginner fitness line dancing by Tiana Miller. This was the choreography competition division three at the same hour. 10 a.m. Don't Let Me Forget by Jeffka Camps. Friend Like Me by Tiana Miller. I Sneeze Whiskey and Roomba to the Rhythm taught by Michael Barr. Walk the Line by Christopher Gonzalez. So then we had 11 a.m. Away From You, Jose Miguel. And then I'm No Latino taught by John Robinson. Old Town Road and Un Dos Tres, which is not the one we do here. It's a very much different one taught by J.P. Madge, Never Growing Up, taught by Simon Ward, Technique Waltz Styling, Yvonne Verhagen, uh, 12 O'Clock, Good As You, is taught by Michael Barr, Hands On You, taught by Yvonne Anderson, Bonaparte's Retreat, was taught by Jill Babinek, Know You Better, was taught by Yvonne Verhagen, Nightclub, The Basics, taught by Tim Perez, Saturday at 1.30 was The Chill Factor Flash Mob. I did not participate in this because I was in the last stretches of getting the last few details worked out on the performance. So I, although taught the lesson, I let uh, Michaela take the lead on that one and hope she doesn't mind since I didn't even ask her. So 2.30, Down to the Roots was taught by Scott Blevins, Lily by Darren Bailey, Drop Just a Little More, and oh, I, I'm going to let you attempt to... to um, it, Itchapaya, perhaps? Um, by Trish McElhaney. Yeah, that's that's that was a tricky one. Um, Love Like That, Philip Sobrello. And West Coast Swing, Tangled But Tamed by John Lindo. 3.30, we had Moves by Simon Ward. Stomp It Out Now by Yvonne Verhagen. Basa Nueva? Novu? 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 And Fire of Love was Ira Weisberg. 
Smoke in Her Eyes and Loving California, John Robinson. Specialty Workshop was our introduction to Spotify, Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barashulia. It was the same thing that we pretty much went over the first time, maybe just different questions. Also, if anybody wants to look up uh, Bossa Nouveau, it is not the Bossa Nova dance that many know uh, as, as the classic done all worldwide. This is B-O-S-S-A space N-O-U-V-E-A-U. Beginner dance. That's how it's listed. Yes. Then we have 430, Let You Go, Taught by Jose, How You Burlesque by J.P. Madge, Shallow End by Tiana Miller, Rocket was by Julia Wetzel, Taught by Michaela Terry, and then you have 530 was Babylon Girl, Taught by Amanda Langworthy, Roll With Me, Taught by J.P. Madge, Bohemia and Brick by Brick, taught by Barbara Tobin. Um, and then you have Sweet Temptation by Darren Bailey. And that concluded all of the lessons. And that night, we had the wonderful theme of Country Night. There was a lot going on that night for performance-wise for us. Um, that was I was involved with Adia's performance of Nothing But You. Then we had our performance of A History of the Line Dance Bar. Uh, plus, we had the fi- finale, which was uh, something John Robinson put together, which I had a lot of fun with the John Robinson number. I really, really enjoyed how well that one felt and flowed and just really, I felt like I knew it when I went into it and I was comfortable with the positioning and the dance and just had a lot of fun with it. I think it helped that the original steps were based on or mostly... Um, created by Joe and uh, Joe Thompson Smansky and the Amados, and this country's rocking. Is that, is that the name this, of it? this country's rocking? Yeah, I think that may have been the name of the dance. It's like 128 counts, something very long like that. Uh, one wall definitely looks like a performance piece. If anyone wants to learn it at home, it's kind of like hairspray in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, that was also the night that they auctioned off all of our posters, our wanted posters, so people can, uh, take us home. And, uh, we were nice enough to be adopted by the same lady, uh, which I'm drawing a blank on her name at the moment, which I feel absolutely horrid about, but she was our wonderful third person when we went out dancing at the clubs in Pikes Peak, and I feel like such a horrible person right now. Um, I can totally picture her face and everything, but the name is just drawing a blank. But uh, that was fun. She has a studio apparently downstairs in her house that she has all these posters put up. She she adopted a few of us, if I remember correctly. Um, I was also, this night, I was exceptionally butterfly-esque as my mother would put it where I flitted from one person slash group to another and just really had fun socializing I didn't do a whole lot of dancing until late late night and even then I was still in my social mentality of just hanging out with people and talking to them since it was the last night really just getting their take on how the event went and how much fun they had and what their favorite lesson was of the week and just all of the above. Um, do you remember much of Saturday night for yourself? I DJed. I did take over the late night that time. And instead of, uh, instead of what had happened uh, with Friday, where where Jill was like, mm, "Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll take it to the end." There was a point when she's like, "Um, 
you want to take it, oh, in the next whatever period of time or so, and then just you know, you know, read the crowd and, and see how late you want to go till, um, you know, feel free to get set up. So I ended up um, closing it down at 3 a.m. The last song being, or the last dance being, "Country Bump," which we will actually probably be dancing here uh, in a little over four minutes at uh, my my senior class in Ronard Park. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember we ended up closing down a little bit earlier than we would normally, only because I know a bunch of people started having, like, early, early flights, and we needing to, like, pack up and that kind of stuff, and just where everybody was at, like, it was getting a little bit harder to keep the floor as full as it once was. Yeah, I think a lot of them also uh, were getting into that after-party mode, and they were ready to hit one of the rooms and engage in other sorts of merriment uh, all as a group. And um, you know, the later we kept them up, the less energy they'd have for that. Also, I think around 5 a.m. was when we needed to be out of all the rooms. And it's true. No need to push it closer than it needs to be. Right. Yeah, because they were having a, another event come in that day. So we had to vacate mm-hmm. by 5 a.m. all of the rooms. So mm-hmm. the sooner we got out, the sooner they were able to start tearing down. Yeah. Our friend Natalie had an early flight earlier than uh, ours or, or Leah's. And uh, she was the first to go. And then uh, and then I guess would it have been Leah. Leah after that. And then we went to Southwest, which had an extremely long line. I'm still not entirely sure. I guess the conveyor belt was busted, so they had trouble getting people's bags out. But uh, we made it. You know, yes, yet, we did. yet another flight that we we successfully made it onto. Yeah, that one actually, surprisingly, like with how close like everything felt like it was getting cut, like surprisingly, like the bag took the longest checking the bag. Yep. Um, and then security, there was like nothing which was surprising to me and then the um we got to the gate which was quite quite a walk quite a walk and we still had a few minutes before they even started boarding the first um section so i I was i was relieved that we made it in time um because that was quite the line Mm -hmm. that was definitely quite the line a couple notes on thursday in the last two minutes um one, it is so helpful when people post their social playlists when they say we're, we're preparing for this upcoming event, so here's what we danced, because we as DJs, being hooked into social media as we are, can see what you know. And if you're in the ballroom and, uh, and you don't know what to request, but we think we know what to play that you'll dance, um, it, it helps things move along rather than us be on the mic and say... All right, what do you guys want to dance? You know, we can just put something on and hope for the best. Um, and then the other thing was maybe at some point in the future we'll talk about like how this all balances out. People have had different opinions on keeping every room open until the end or even having an all request room versus a, this other theme of room versus a beginner versus main like so maybe at some point, you know, we can we can put together some theories on the best kind of event, the best flow, because there have been uh, upsides and downsides to the single ballroom idea, like at Experience or Palm Springs. Um, the, the screens, some people like the screens, some people don't. For seeing what's in other rooms, and um, you know, maybe as as we tinker going into the future with what's available in technology, we can come to uh, a solution that that benefits the most people. 
True. Um, some of the other things I would definitely recommend is if you are a DJ or you are an instructor or someone who is an enthusiast of keeping track of the songs that are popular in your area, if you put them in a list and email them to either Christopher or myself, which both of our emails are available on our step sheets, that would be most appreciated. All right. Well, this has been Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelona and Christopher Gonzalez. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. We will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.